Coming up on Plane Crazy Down Under, we head to the Australian International Air Show and find some familiar faces. Matt Hall gives us the latest air race news. My gut feel is something's going to happen. I'm not putting a timeline on it. I'm hopeful that I will be involved in it. Oz Runway CEO Baz Sheffers says the app is going strong 10 years on. We're essentially the most successful app in Australia that nobody's ever heard of. And a unique Avalon regular makes a return. Uh, the night show, Laurie spends about five hours uh, racking that show and then I blow the whole thing in about five minutes. So strap in, it's time to get plain crazy. everyone and welcome back to the very first edition of this new series of Playing Crazy Down Under, the show that talks about aviation here in Australia and, uh, and around this region of the world. I'm Steve Fisher. It's great to be back for this new series and joining me, my good friend, my co-host, Grant McCarran. How are you, mate? Hey, not bad, mate. How are you doing? Well, good. And we can still do this. We still remember how to do it after all these years. Oh, I've still got a, I think I'm going to have a couple of knocks from falling off the old bike as we try and get back on it. But hey, <laughs> let's give it a whirl, mate. Well, we haven't blown the studio up yet, so it's uh, so far so good. Got very close when my mixer almost went patui, but anyhow. <laughs> you know the saying about landing, Grant, is any landing you walk away from is a good one. Is it any recording session you walk away from a good one? I, yeah, I could go and, with that. And, and if you get to use it again, it's an excellent one. <laughs> it is great to be back after uh, so many years. It's been quite some time since we've done an aviation-focused one. Of course, we did a, a recent one just for a bit of a catch-up and a well, it was basically uh, we're saying goodbye and saying hello simultaneously was the last one. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, official first uh, one of the new series here for 2023. And, uh, Grant, as we record this, uh, well, we're still pretty tired because uh, <laughs> as we record this, we've just finished with Avalon 2023. And, wow, what a, uh, what a big week that was. Oh, it sure was, mate. It was great to be back at a major event like Avalon. We caught up with so many past guests, uh, potential guests, uh, it was just brilliant uh, saying hi to everyone, making contacts, leads, saying hi to friends. And everyone seemed to be reasonably happy when we told them we were coming back, which was, you know, they didn't run screaming. Yeah. You know, it was it was really great, actually, to catch up. We caught up with so many people there who just picked us out of the crowd, actually, and told us, you know, that they were really happy that we were coming back and happy with the announcement and happy with the video that we made, which uh, we might talk about a little bit later. I was really happy with that video, actually, the way that came well, that was, but that was That was your brainchild, mate. That was your baby, and it was great. Well done. Yeah, thanks. And uh, thanks to Evan Shu, our, our leg model for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and we also ought to thank um, Blue Demon Aviation at Moorabbin uh, Airport in Victoria for uh, letting us use their uh, hangar space to record that video. It was uh, a little side project I had kicking around in my head for quite some time. And we should say that uh, Grant and I have been talking about, will we bring this show back? Uh, probably for the better part of the last two years. Oh, we'll yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, we'll get around to it. Well, well, here we are. So uh, <laughs> that uh, that return video came out of all of that. So uh, also thanks to our video guy, Stephen Pam, who's uh, joined us once again, probably against his better judgment, but uh, we've dragged <laughs> him back in to help us again. And uh, as you can see, uh, his video production skills, uh, they haven't waned a bit. That was uh, that came up really well. So I was really happy with that. Yeah, no, it was a great little video and uh, a nice little teaser. And uh, I, th I think the uh, Force Awakens reference was fun. And uh, your your line about uh, just as long as you don't say you're my father, that just <laughs> cracked me. It, it really did. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so everybody that came up to us at Avalon and have sent us messages, we really, really do appreciate that. And it uh, really does, does give us some impetus to to really get on and, and, and make a great new series of uh, playing crazy down under for 2023. And let's just see where it goes. 
I know, mate. But uh, what better way to say, hey, guys, we're back, than to bring back our first major guest. Way back when we only had five episodes out, we reached out to this guy and said, hey, do you want to come on this show? And he was crazy enough to come on playing Crazy Down Under. And who else but Matt Hall? Yeah, it was great to catch up with Matt Hall, and we had a great chat with him recorded there in his uh, little makeshift hangar there at Avalon. And uh, not long after that, we uh, we, we collared Baz Sheffers from Oz Runways, dragged him away from him. He was trying to get his lunch, but uh, we <laughs> sidetracked him and had a great chat about Oz Runways and how the electronic flight bag for iPad and these days for Android, how that app has developed, where it's been, and uh, most importantly, uh, where it's going in uh, 2023. Well, mate, with that, I think we should crack on and play those couple of interviews. Let's do it. If we're going to bring back playing crazy down under, we've certainly got to interview the first guy we ever interviewed. It's Matt Hall. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Good to be. Good for you guys to be back in the business as well. Good to be back in the business, and uh, good to be back in air shows. I guess um, it's it's been a bit of a drought. Yeah, yeah, it has been. It's uh, it's good to be back here at um, at Avalon. It's been what is it four years since it ran, and uh, quite a few years since I flew here. So, so let's talk about the air show scene because obviously through the COVID times, all that stuff stopped. Doesn't matter where you went in the world, but um, what what did you do to keep busy? And you've got a business to run, of course, as well. So how did, how did that go for you? Yeah, well, it, uh, in 2019, like my my main job was racing planes, actually, and you know, we had a few side businesses. But yeah, at the end of 2019, the racing stopped and COVID hit simultaneously. So we were a little bit dead in the water, to tell you the truth. We're doing some we're doing some medical transfers and charters, that sort of stuff, in our King Air. Um, but but even that sort of dried up after a little while with all the border closures, it just became too hard. So um, we've just been rebuilding, actually, uh, pretty uh, quickly with. Um, with doing corporate events, displays, um, you know, uh, motivation talks, uh, our joy flights, and you know, Red Bull stuff. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been quite busy lately, and uh, you know, Avalon Air Show is uh, back in the back in the scene there with uh, doing the big shows there. Now we have to ask about the air race because I know everybody asks you about that, but it, you know it was going, it was going to be rebranded. There was a big wind up, then things fell in hard times. There's not a lot of money around the world at the moment, so it's probably hard to support an event like that. Has there been any more news? Yeah, last year was particularly disappointing in that regard because we were uh, we actually all the pilots had signed contracts with uh, guaranteed payments and um, uh, the the race calendar was supposed to start in uh, England in mid year and then move through um, Southeast Asia into Australia and they they kept just uh, postponing races, not not cancelling them um, and uh, didn't actually pay their bills to the pilots and as it turned out didn't pay their bills to the contractors. So that that uh, group that was setting up that air race ended up uh, declaring bankruptcy and uh, walking away from it. So it ended up being quite a um, quite a, a, a disappointing as the uh, the nicest way to put it uh, situation for us because we were, we were we were super excited. We were we were promoting the race in Lake Macquarie which was going to be an amazing event for us personally. Um, but uh, yeah that that kind of all stopped and since then there's uh, there's a couple of other companies that uh, have stepped up saying well if they can't do it we'll do it um i'm hopeful it does work but i'm also probably cautious about saying too much because uh you know last year it did hurt you know to be promoting something with a contract which you expect is pretty yeah, pretty rock solid ooh, when you've got a yeah. contract and uh and uh, money's been money's been paid to them to do it and then you end up not wearing it so uh, my, my gut feel is something's going to happen uh i'm not putting a timeline on it um, but uh, ultimately, if it does happen, I'm hopeful that I will be involved in it because I'm um, I'm you know the reigning world champion of that style of racing. Um, but I'll probably only do it for a year or two, and then we'll put uh, people like Emma and Chris in my seat, and uh, they'll they'll race my planes. 
That's interesting. We'll, we'll come back to the exports of Emma in a minute because I noticed she's been uh, more and more the face of Matt Hall Racing, but I just... It's a better face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, noticed that, uh, I noticed that uh, one thing we did see when the announcement at least was made that the race was going to come to, uh, to Lake Macquarie was that the, the government seemed to be supportive of the concept. Yeah, the government were very supportive. They uh, they actually signed a contract with the Air Race as well um, to to fund um, partially fund the race coming in, and that that was you know once again you know as a as, as a race team I thought well this is home and host you know we got we did an announcement with the, the state government and the yeah. council and um, you know uh, reps from everything and. Uh, it was as I say, it sort of came out of the blue that you sort of think that things are things are definitely happening when you've got state government funding funding allocated to it. Mm. You know, I'm on a contract and um, and they're putting media into it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But hopefully, hopefully there wasn't too much damage done. Yeah, you, know, you don't really know until you want to do something later on and um, yeah, whether whether there's um, you know whether there's memories of it that are too bitter to swallow or whether we can get something going here in Australia or New South Wales again. I'm not sure yet. You know, a lot of things you talk about in your leadership talks is about resilience and stuff like that. So, you know, I guess we've just got to keep pushing on, don't we, and keep looking forward and hoping for the best. Exactly. You know, there's you can in life, you know, you can worry about stuff that you can't control or you can uh, you can accept what you can't control and, and worry about what you can control. And, yeah, you know, I can't control what the state government's doing. I can't control what an air race organisation is doing. What I can control is what I'm doing with my business and my my. Um, assistance to the aviation community and um, and especially people that are less less privileged, um, you know, less fortunate as I am with that uh, with flying. Um, so uh, making sure that everyone's getting a, a, a cut of the pie, basically. You've just mentioned Emma uh, just before, and so Emma's doing a lot of great flying alongside you, but also uh, watched her display solo display very crisp. So uh, you see see Emma progressing up and get, doing the whole Red Bull race as well when it comes something like that comes back. Yeah, for sure. As I said, you know, she's now she's now trained up as a race pilot. Actually, she went and did the training in uh, in uh, England a couple of years ago, and yeah, she's a she's a very motivated person. You know, she's and she flies the aircraft very well, as you know, you've seen here at the the show. You know, so doing yeah, that was her first Avalon display uh, the last two days. She did a formation with me on Wednesday, and then she did a solo display on Thursday, and she's out back again doing a formation display with me this this afternoon at the public the public event, and. Um, you know, I'm. I guess you, you might you might uh, see it as an exit strategy. It's a it's a cleverly cloaked exit strategy, I guess. Where I'm not I'm not trying to leave the company <laughs> and leave the uh, leave it, but uh, I do realise at some stage, um, you know, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be that old guy. People are like, why is he still doing it? And I'll be asking myself that. Twelve G does hurt at uh, my age, and uh, you know, so uh, if I can get if I can get people in the company flying flying the same quality displays as I do and racing to the same level, it's uh, it's a win win. Yeah, and then. So then you can step back and just do the more gentlemanly six to eight Gs, for example. Yeah, exactly. Or I can sit in the chalet drinking wine while she does it. <laughs> ah, now we're talking. Matt, the Pacific Air Show, you've been over in California doing some work over there. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Pacific Air Show, it's um, yeah, it's an amazing event. It's uh, yeah, the biggest, it's the biggest um, public uh, attendance show in, in America, actually. It's uh, quite amazing. And the... Um, you know the 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 performers over there are amazing, and that they reached out to me a couple of years ago, just before COVID, actually, to say, "Can I can I assist them in uh, setting up a, an air show here in Australia that um, mirrors the one at uh, Huntington Beach in California?" Uh, then you know COVID hit, all that sort of stuff, and uh, we uh, I went over to fly in the air show last year in 2022 and uh, borrowed Rob Holland's uh, MXS or MX2 actually, and uh, I I did some demos. Um, over there at that show, which was a which was a huge success, and um, and they've 
obviously prior to that they'd announced they were running the show in the gold coast as well which is as i say it's a mirror mirror show on the opposite side of the pacific so um they've got the support of the queensland government to do that as well and um and the mayor of uh gold coast is uh they've, they've become good friends and um I, i'm not i'm not exactly sure what the lineup's going to be but i know it's going to be good you know they, those guys are in charge of the lineup they're in charge of running it i'm just a bit of a, an ambassador for it to uh, promote it and uh, i'll be flying in it emma's going to be flying in it you know, we'll uh, we'll get a few of our we'll get a few unique planes over for it as well from america um they've got a three-year contract at this stage to uh to, to run it back-to-back years so uh, they've got a growth plan in those three years um so um we'll see some pretty amazing things at that event over the next um three years that's for sure a little while ago in this in this chat you mentioned the king air that you were doing some, some stuff with have you still got the king air or have you traded that for the avanti no we uh, we we sold the king air um Probably just at the wrong time. It was one of those things that I was holding on to it as long as I dared uh, through COVID, where it wasn't making money and it was uh, costing money. So in the end, I decided, you know what, it's um, time time to cut it loose, and then we'll we'll reset and see what's available. And it's like everything in life, you know, you you, you close one door, another one opens. So as soon as we sold the King Air, um, we then uh, got the opportunity to uh, to grab the Piaggio, and uh, we've we've now got that and uh, running with it. And um, yeah, it's an amazing aircraft. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 not that much more expensive to run than a king air but it uh it goes um 40 faster you know it's 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 cruising at you know just approaching 400 knots at uh, the high 30s so it's a uh it's an amazing aircraft big cabin you know it's a, a bigger cabin than, than our king air a bit more luxurious and, and extremely quiet it's uh, quieter than a business jet because uh everything is behind you there's no turbine noise of a jet and there's no propeller noise of a turboprop because everything's behind you it does have a distinctive sound from the outside but hey that's that's our problem yeah exactly that's everyone else's problem but the uh yeah and, and how are you finding it to fly uh because you're still undergoing the uh person sitting next to you for building up your hours i believe uh but how are you finding it? It's uh, it seems like it. I haven't been in one for a long time, and it's a very tight cockpit, and uh, very interesting system. So much switchology differences that you've got to learn. Yeah, so we did our training uh, towards the end of last year, and we we don't have a, a time we've got to fly off. So okay. since we finished our training, we were um, cleared solo in it, just because it's a. It's um it's not a type rating it's just a or a class rating it's just we had to be checked out on the aircraft yeah. uh, so Emma myself and um and Darren one of my other pilots we uh, we all got checked out on it um it is it is a it's it's got different switches compared to a King Air but you know it's, it's, the philosophy is the same it's like any aircraft you know you got to learn how does the how does the aircon work and how does the heating system work <laughs> but the basics of you know this is how the engines work and the props work and the uh, pressurization work they're all about the same um and and you know if if worse came to worse you know you could you could actually jump in and start it you know the hardest thing for us is just learning the learning the avionics setup for this aircraft because it's a new system for us but you know that's just avionics well, if people want to find out more about your exploits, they can obviously follow you on uh, all the social media channels and, of course, at mattallracing.com or it's the .com.au. I can never remember. No, it's a .com. Think of me as an international company. So. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Matt, we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. No, thanks for uh, thanks for coming back and uh, good luck with uh, with uh, the, the rebirth. It's, uh, it's a great thing for aviation for you guys to be sharing all this information for everyone to listen to. Southern Skies Media, the podcast specialists. Looking to showcase your brand with a podcast but not sure where to start? Let Southern Skies Media take the guesswork out of podcasting with our comprehensive and hassle-free service. We take care of everything. Music licensing, voiceovers, post-production, show notes, hosting and distribution. Record your own audio or let us take care of the entire process. 
Hi, I'm Ewan Levick. I'm the group editor of Australian Defence Magazine Group, and Southern Skies Media creates a fantastic whole of podcast package for us. Whatever your podcast needs, Southern Skies Media's team of experienced producers are focused on creating the highest quality podcast for your business or organisation. Hi, I'm Lindy Hewson, publisher of PKN, Food and Drink Business and Print 21 media platforms. Southern Skies Media have been producing our podcast and they've been doing an excellent job of making all of our hosts and our guests sound absolutely awesome. The technical show notes that they produce are always on point. And all in all, they are our one-stop shop for a full suite podcast service that has helped us build a whole new platform for our brands. Contact us today. Info at southernskiesmedia.com.au or phone 0422-914-949. southernskiesmedia.com.au Best Shepherds from Oz Runways, how are you mate? Uh, I'd say it's a long time they see, but we actually catch up quite often. We catch up quite a lot, but it's been uh, many years since I've been on the show, yes. Yeah, so uh, things are great. Well, Oz Runways, um, <laughs> big success story obviously. Tell us how things have been going. I uh, was lucky enough to visit your nice new office up there in Adelaide uh, last year. It's looking pretty swish. Thank you. Yeah, we've been growing and growing and growing. Uh, I think since we last spoke, uh, a lot has changed. We have people like Rex come on board and uh, big with big support contract with the uh, ADF as well, so everyone uses it there instead. In fact, I was talking to a F-35 pilot yesterday, and they do indeed strap an iPad to their leg, which is a bit of an irony. You got a trillion-dollar jet. But to make the best use of it in Australia, you still need that iPad with those runways. I certainly hope you're heading over to the Lockheed Martin tent while you're here, mate. It could be yeah. a good opportunity. Yeah, maybe we should get just an iPad mount in the next uh, re- next block of the F-35 <laughs> and just take it by one of the screens and put an iPad one mount One of those there. little suction cup things you can stick on like a car. <laughs> yeah. 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 It They'll is hold coming them. up soon. It is coming up soon. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, we, we, you know, and with that, we've grown the team a lot. We're uh, over 20 now uh, worldwide, uh, and you know, my role has you know, completely changed from being the original developer and doing everything to having professional people doing the development and marketing and business administration, and uh, I can focus on the, the strategy. And that's really a success story about about this app. I mean, I remember, I mean, we've known each other a long time, and I remember when you started this, it was almost like a little bit of a, a hobby horse for you, and it's it's grown really well. It was absolutely, and it's it's funny because I still tell people who, who are not in the industry, we're essentially the most successful app in Australia that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> and I think it's true, you, you hear stories about, uh, you know, someone makes a game and it's successful for a while, but we've been doing this for over 10 years and just growing and, and people renew every year and it's, it's just turned into a great company. So we're recording this here in uh, early 2023, just for reference for people who might be listening to this at some point in the future, but um, maybe tell us about some of the latest developments that have been going on with the app. I think the the biggest thing that we have been working on the last few years is modernization. Uh, an app needs to stay fresh. Uh, we like to say that we've probably spent half our time on making what we have better and the other half on putting in new features. And the new features in the last couple of years have really been aimed towards the professional market, uh, more uh, IFR features. Uh, there are corporate dashboard where fleets can manage their uh, their list of their own routes and waypoints and manage the devices and the pilots uh, and their standard company plans, all those sorts of things uh, they can access you know, in the office on, on the web and, and share that with all the devices and that's really uh, where our growth has been. You know, it's, it's such a success that you can say almost everyone who's 
an individual pilot already had it. Uh, many of the pilots working for commercial operators had it privately, uh, even though even if the operator wasn't officially using it, and we're converting all of those. So uh, we're getting companies, uh, charter operators on board and, and regional airlines. And it's great, you know, we had Rex for many years and when they launched their 737 servers, we went straight into the jet cockpit as well. Uh, and okay. we've had really good feedback from the people who obviously used you know, traditional, maybe uh, considered more uh, professional products in, in that world. and. They tell me this is great. The situational awareness I get with it, the ease of use of the product, and uh, I think we've done the right thing. And it turns out that what works for the little guys works really well for the big guys as well. I remember back in the day when you were first kicking this off, and there were other apps coming into the market overseas and stuff, and a lot of you know older steam gauge pilots, perhaps like myself, in fact, might have been you know well we still got to have paper in the cockpit, and you know are we going to be able to get regulatory acceptance of all of this stuff now? That seems like a lifetime ago now. How do you go dealing with the regulator these days? They they must be more on board with it these days. Uh, they are. And actually, from the beginning, uh, they they made the ruling that you know we needed to be approved. Uh, but I think what worked really well was that the people on that team at the regulator are pilots themselves. They love the product. They wanted to see this. So they're actually really proactive in getting uh, helping us through. It's just these are the rules. We need to abide by them. Uh, and I'm not saying it's super easy, but they, they help us along. And they make suggestions about uh, how to mo most efficiently uh, comply with the rules. Yeah, what is that saying? Nothing easy is worth doing. You know, it's, it's yeah. a challenge and it, and it has paid off for you in the end. It has, I and mean, I'm, gl I'm glad we did it. So it's not just your the app that's improving and levelling up and so on. You've also levelled up Echo Foxtrot Bravo. Back before COVID and back when we were a thing, it was like a, a SR20, but now it's a shiny new SR22. Well, it's shiny. It's not super new. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's still newer. 2005. But yeah, it is a it is a capability upgrade for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we loved flying the 20 around. It's a great aircraft. Uh, but two years ago, yeah, we did trade it in and get a get a 22, and it just works with our team. You know, mm. we would bring bigger teams to places, just having the extra lifting capacity, uh, a bit more speed, although that's not the, the biggest advantage. Yeah. Uh, it's nice, but... Uh, it's the yeah, lift. Yeah, it's the lift. We can put four adults in if you're not going too far, and three adults and bags if we want to go halfway across the country. So yeah. it's yeah. great. And you've also wound up, for you personally, I believe, uh, getting a oh, part ownership, I believe, of something that can go upside down? I, I certainly have. A few years ago, I uh, got an RV4 with a friend of mine, uh, and that's really fun. And um, I, you know, I've, personally as a pilot, I've you know grown a lot since I started. Obviously, I, when when we first spoke, I was flying my sports star mm -hmm. uh, recreational pilot. I got my private, got the diamond again in a syndicate. Yep. Then the company was big enough, and we got our SR20. Uh, well, having the diamond, I got my instrument rating, yep. which is just a game changer if you want to get places, and highly recommend it. Oh, totally. And then the company got the SR20, and yeah, I got the RV4 for uh, for fun and. Uh, I went to see uh, Jeremy Miller, who's now at uh, UPRT and uh, doing great work as well. Um, got my tailwheel endorsement with him to fly the, the four. Uh, and then uh, when I um, when I got the four, I, I went to see him and uh, did my uh, aerobatic endorsement with him. Uh, unfortunately, you've met Jeremy, you've seen the RV4. I didn't do my rating in the <laughs> RV4 for obvious reasons. Also, there's some controls missing in the back for an instructor. Uh, there's a stick to have fun for the passenger. but 
uh, no auto controls. Uh, so yeah, I did that in his uh, Yak 52, which was fantastic. Went nice. to see him for a week at, the, at yeah. where he's based at uh, Brisbane, yeah. at Archer Field, and uh, flew the uh, the Yak 52. It's a, it's the, that aircraft. It's like it's a stupid design. It's just the dumbest thing ever. The way it operates, and it's so much fun. I know, right? Yeah. I've been in them before. They're awesome. Like you, you, the, the steering it with the hydraulic, sorry, pneumatic brake. Yeah. Psh, psh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you're, it's like it's, you're you know driving a hoon car. My car goes. Ch -ch -ch. Yeah, so is my aircraft. Yeah. Yeah, but once you once you're in the air, it's an airplane. Oh yeah, it handles beautifully. And it does, doesn't it? And it's 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 a great aircraft. Uh, yeah, it's very highly nimble. recommended. Yeah. yeah. But the RV4, you know, you get more speed out of it. Yeah. And uh, it's just great. Most people who fly aerobatics, and when they learn, they fly in something that you need to nose over before you can go into a loop. And yeah. the RV4. Straight and level. Oh, see, yeah, no one around. Let's do a loop. <laughs> um, nice. So it's a great aircraft for that. And so I guess we'll know that uh, Oz Runways is doing really, really well. Not just when the uh, Android version. Thank you very much. Love that one. As well as the uh, the iPad are going so well. Is when you, um, yeah, maybe we see Echo Foxtrot Bravo on the uh, on the back of a Vision Jet, or uh, possibly maybe on the back of something with two engines and turbines and so on. We were just chatting to Matt Hall and his his Avanti and all that. I know. I went for a fly with him yeah. uh, in its last week, which is a really great opportunity. Very uh, hard to get into the cockpit, but it was so worth it. Yes. Well, the trick is to put the seats down and, yeah. and then climb over. <laughs> uh, I got in there in the end. I'm glad I did. We're not quite uh, not quite ready for a jet, but yeah. uh, I'll, I'll let you know uh, when that happens. You can come for a fly. Oh, definitely. I'm in. Well, Baz, always great to catch up with you, mate. And uh, yeah, I like AFB too. I love that nine-minute flight we had to Parafield recently. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the a really nice surprise, actually. The best Adelaide Airpack pickup ever, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I might come to Adelaide more often now, actually. Ozrunways.com, <laughs> <laughs> folks. If you haven't checked it out, well, if you're a pilot, I can't imagine why you wouldn't have. But uh, head over there and have a look, Baz. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You're listening to Playing Crazy Down Under. Thanks for joining us here in Australia's Aviation Show. It's great to be back with you. And, uh, Grant, wasn't it great to catch up with uh, Maddie and uh, see where that's all going and also uh, just catching up with the success story that is Oz Runways. I know, right? It was a really good session. And uh, I like how Matt did his not-so-subtle uh, telegraphing of, yeah, he wants to get out of the cockpit. Those 12 Gs are just getting a bit too much. He wants to be sitting watching with the champagne. I thought that was just brilliant. Yeah, good old, you know, geez, he's acting like an old man, Matty. I mean, um, he's only a young fella. He's, well, he's at least three months younger than me. Okay, he is an old man. He is okay, an old man. moving on. <laughs> moving on, let's just move on to another subject. But interesting there to find out too about uh, what's happening with the air race. That's, um, you know, it's a little bit disappointing to, to see where that's all gone, but... We can live and hope that it comes back because it really was a spectacular thing to go and watch. Uh, I've been to a couple of them over in Perth when they ran them there. And uh, I, t I tell you what, it, they're still, to me, one of the best locations to have it there uh, on the Swan River in Perth. Um, was was really, really good uh, the couple of times I went and watched it there. And um, I've also had the uh, good luck and good fortune to go and see a round of the Red Bull Air Race when it was running in Las Vegas. Don't know that that worked quite so well running around a racetrack and, you know, a car racing track. Um, an interesting concept. To me, that didn't quite work as well. But okay. uh, running it over water, and, and I know they, they did have a preference for running those races over water courses. Mm. Of course, holding it up there at Lake Macquarie, if they were able to bring it back there, that would be some spectacular scenery. Exact, exact. But, hey, speaking of spectacular and the likes uh, – We've got one last little interview to drop in with this episode, and I caught up briefly with Bob Carlton on the ramp 
at Avalon and was able to record this little chat just before he went on to do his display. Bob Carlton, it's been a long time between beers. Welcome back to the show. Hey, it's good to be back. It's been uh, six years since we were here last and uh, yeah, it's just awesome to be back here. Yeah, and uh, you're back with the Super Salto and uh, thrilling us with your uh, display during the day and at night. Very graceful, very well timed to the music. How long did it take you to work up that routine? The day show's not too bad. We've got to put the smoke canisters on. Uh, the night show, Laurie spends about five hours uh, racking that show, and then I blow the whole thing in about five minutes. <laughs> but it's all well done and choreographed, so you do the counting, and then they're hitting the music at the same time you're starting. So do you have the music playing in your headset as well, or are you just I, t- offset time? I, I can have. So, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But uh, the music is designed, I, I picked the music specifically so it goes well with the act. Yeah. So even if I can't hear it, it still is, is well choreographed to what's going on. Yeah, in the and you know the rough timings and all that. Yeah. And the night show, wow, spits and sparks them. There were uh, flares and, and fireworks going everywhere. Yeah, they, they say uh, aircraft and fire have been mortal enemies since 1903. <laughs> what the heck were you thinking? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was going to get to that bit. <laughs> yeah, but I always say when dealing with a crazy person, it's ill-advised to bring it to his attention. <laughs> That's a very valid statement. So I hear that uh, you're talking about a new aircraft to replace this one. Yeah, I'll have an MDM Fox, which is a fully aerobatic two-seat glider that's going to have two of these engines on it because if more is better, too much is just right. (laughs) Too much is never enough. (laughs) Okay, so uh, two-seat, bring that back. Uh, Now the subsonics is up and flying, of course. You were involved in testing that. But are you still working with sonics on other jet aircraft? Yeah, I've worked with sonics on the uh, on the subsonics program. It's mature now. There's a bunch of them flying, a bunch more being made, and they're working on a two-seater. And hopefully, we'll have that uh, later in the summer, and we'll start. I'll I'll probably be the one that does the test flying on that one as well. Cool. So, um, yeah, it's been. uh, it's been really busy around with and with all the craziness in the world uh, I haven't done the subsonic flight in a couple of years but uh, yeah we're still working with them and uh, we're hoping the two-seater works out well cool now um, part of the commentary that we do is uh, oh yeah Bob really is a rocket scientist (laughs) are you doing any consulting work or any other rocket science related work or is it mostly all about jets I, I tell people my job since I left the rocket science business is to wait for the phone to ring (laughs) <laughs> and I never know who's going to call and what they're going to want. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, anything else you'd like to say while we're here? Um, again, it's just great to be here. The crowd is amazing today, and I hear there's still people trying to get in. Yeah. Uh, I heard that the traffic was backed up all the way to Melbourne. Yeah, so, pretty much. Uh, uh, well, mate, thank you so much for coming right, on the good show. good to see you again. Well, there you go, Grant. Some people say it doesn't take a rocket scientist to fly a glider, but, uh, well, perhaps it does, particularly <laughs> if it's got, well, you know, jet engines on it. <laughs> and pyrotechnics. Yes, that really is a spectacular display, isn't it? One of the things they really do well at Avalon is the night display on the Friday. Um, Grant, how did, how did you go commentating that? I, I, I haven't uh, broached that. Of course, uh, you had the good fortune to get onto the commentary team this year. <laughs> I was only doing a couple of acts, which in 2019 I was doing one act. Now I was doing two, so I doubled my exposure. Um, you're a double. You're a double act now. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, so I was I was doing commentary for Bob in the Super Salto glider only during the day sessions because his night session is fully choreographed to music. There's not much for us to say. The day act, he does some music choreographed, and the rest of it, I I step through what he's going to be just demonstrating, his various manoeuvres. And the other act was Catwalk, the wonderful wing walkers from the Scandinavian air show wing walking team, and flying with an ag cat, two lovely ladies on the wing, uh, except at night, 
They take all that gear off. They put on a whole lot of uh, pyrotechnics, lights, and a laser. He produces smoke, flying orbits, and makes a whole lot of smoke so that you can see the laser. And, yeah, Tony and I were like, wow, it's like going to a nightclub because <laughs> they had thumping music and, and a laser. It was, it was, I, I was getting flashbacks. So it just sounds spectacular. So I think it really was a, a really um, a really successful Avalon. Of course, there hasn't been one now for four years due to all the COVID interruptions, of course. Uh, there were some hassles with the parking. We're aware of that. Um, I'm pretty confident that the people at Avalon will be certainly, if they haven't already, doing a big lessons learned session oh, yeah. on that and, and working out uh, why that happened. So uh, we've got a couple of years to sort that out. But uh, great to see so many crowds there. Great to see so many people engaging in aviation. And that's really one of the key things that we really want to see. It certainly is. And that's one of the key reasons why we've uh, come back with PCDU. Let's get involved with aviation. That's right. And let's get involved uh, with the show and start our PCDU community up. If you want to drop us a line anytime, folks, our uh, email address is contact at plainecrazydownunder.com. Please drop us a line. Say hello. Tell us what you've been up to. We'd love to hear from you. We certainly love to hear uh, stories about people who've, uh, you know, taken up flying and, uh, you know, maybe uh, pressed on and gone into a career. And not only flying, but uh, support careers, engineering, uh, cabin crew, uh, air traffic control, anything like that. And we really like to hear good news stories about that. Um, you know, the more of those stories that we can uh, talk about and present, then the more people we can inspire to uh, engage in this industry. As, as I mentioned, that's really what it's all about. And it's a, really a key focus of what we did in the previous series of this show. And it's really something we want to continue. PlayingCrazyDownUnder.com is our website. You can find us on all the usual social media channels as well. You can find us on as many podcast platforms as we can distribute this show to. So uh, make sure that you uh, have a listen, download the complete back catalogue of our old series is all still there online, all 130 episodes of it. And of course, Grant, we've uh, started up our Australia News Desk report where we get a little bit more serious, mostly, talking about <laughs> aviation news of the week. Then we provide that, of course, to our great friends at the Airplane Geeks podcast. You can find them at airplanegeeks.com. So uh, certainly check those episodes out in the first instance, of course. But if you'd just like to hear our Ausdesk's uh, segments in isolation, australiadesk.net. You can find all the catalogue of those segments there. So we're out here, we're willing to take contacts, and we're back. Let's, uh, let's get on to producing episode two, shall we? Thanks very much for joining us for this uh, first in the new 2023 series of Playing Crazy Down Under, folks. Fly safe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Find show notes for this episode, along with our contact details and a full back catalogue of shows, at plainecrazydownunder.com. Drop us a line anytime with feedback, story suggestions, or advertising inquiries. We'd love to hear from you title music is You Name It by Brian Simpson. Playing Crazy Down Under is a Southern Skies media production. Southern Skies Media.